Hello and welcome to the March 16th, 2021 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today. And of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you as well. And you know what? I I promised that I wasn't going to address this, but after I just recorded the intro for this particular program and I stuck the song in, I said, you know what? Let me just go listen. And as I promised, I did not change it, but good God almighty, I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like the way it sounds, but you know what? I'm going to leave it be. I'm not going to get into it right now, and you know, we'll, we'll work from there. Um, but I, man, I really do not like these intro musics at all and the outros, and I'm missing my Podbean. I'm not going to lie, but the only thing I'm missing really is that music portion. So Mr. Joe will figure it out at some point. I hope everybody out there is doing well, because guess what? I'm doing pretty good too, um, if you are doing well. And if you're not, you know, we've got to work together. Because this is definitely a stressful time, without a doubt. I I think there are a lot of questions up in the air as to where we are as a society, um, as a world, literally as a world. I mean, every time I turn on the news or I open my phone, there's some other, you know, annoying, horrifying news story, usually centered around this horrific virus, and, you know, now I found out new, more countries are now re-shutting down, and, you know, it, it's a mess. So, in turn, if we don't take care of ourselves, we're going to be a mess. Now, I am grateful that Mr. Joe has certainly, I would, I would say, is on the downswing from the hypomania and the mania, and I will admit that I spent one day, and when I say one day, it was actually, oh goodness, I'd say about six hours or so, where I really battled some depressive feelings. So I don't want to say I was in a depression, but it was very hard to snap out of that sadness that I was feeling. And you know what, unfortunately, again, with mixed episodes and rapid cycling, it's it's usually what's going to happen. Thankfully, believe it or not, and again, this doesn't always happen, but I, once it did, I then kind of snapped right out of it, and I feel like I'm even keeled. I feel, I feel level. Whereas, you know, last week we talked about all the noises that bother us, and, um, you know, it doesn't bother me anymore. It doesn't bother me anymore. I'll tell you what does bother me, though, and I'm starting to realize that this has a huge impact on my career, on my mental health, and my overall behavior with my family, really, when it comes down to it. I work all day, obviously, and at night, two days a week, I have what's called parent training and counseling. And what that means is I work with families, and this happens to be over the computer on Zoom, and uh, I train them. I train them 
on their children's behaviors and how to handle them and what motivates those behaviors and things of that nature. And what I'm starting to realize is that my entire day before the nighttime of the parent training session, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, um, I'm, I'm, I'm almost unbearable to be around. And I finally figured it out based on just tracking my moods and seeing where I'm at each day. Well, it's not a coincidence that on the days of my parent training, I'm a complete disaster. And what does it come down to? And my wife says this to me all the time. She says, once you get up there and you do it and I hear you, I say, you're amazing. You you work through it. You're great. I mean, I don't know what the problem is. And, And she's relatively correct in the sense where I then get into it. But I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. It's wonderful that when I'm there, I could pull myself together. But thus far, I have not found a way to eliminate these feelings of anxiety and distress and, you know, um, j- just oh, this impending doom, this, I guess, just not in the mood simply to work all day, come home, think that I'm stopping my work only to three or four hours later resume and start all over again. I I guess what it is, is when I'm done, I want to be done. Guys, years ago, I embraced all of this, and I do. I I, I love training the parents. I really do. And, And listen, if it could happen during the day, I might even choose to do that over working directly with the teachers and the students. I love to help the parents, but doing it at night, it's just not cutting it. And again, I'm getting through and I'm getting paid. And, you know, some of you out there are probably saying to yourself, well, what is this man complaining about? I mean, he's not even leaving his home. He goes upstairs into his older son's bedroom and sits on a camera and talks and answers questions. Um, and, and again, it goes well, but to get there, it's a nightmare. And it's really what has... I guess you could say, prompted me to produce this episode because on those days in which I am dealing with the nighttime parent training, I have what we would refer to as intrusive thoughts all day. Now, I believe, I believe we might have done a podcast in the past um, on intrusive thoughts. It's very possible that I might even, may have even named the podcast Intrusive Thoughts, but, uh, you know, again, Mr. Joe did not go back and look. We have a new audience. We have several people that um, have not gone back to all of my episodes. I I would imagine that I'm probably not going to repeat everything that I said because my life is much different now as compared to when I produced that first podcast, or it's very possible Mr. Joe never produced one at all, and I sound like a complete moron as I continuously speak about something that never occurred, okay? So, intrusive thoughts. What are they? I mean, relatively speaking, they're thoughts that are stuck in our minds. That's really what it comes down to. So, what's the danger? I mean, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, we think about things and they're in our minds and it's almost comparable to some when they say, well, we hear a song and that song is on our minds and we're singing it and humming it and, you know, all day long and Let me ask you this, and clearly you can't answer me right now, but answer yourself. When those songs are in your head and you can't get rid of it, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, This this morning, I think it was, 
they played a Jewish song. I happened to be in a temple, and there was some Jewish Jewish song about um, Shabbat. I'm not really sure exactly um, what it was surrounding, but I said to everybody, you know what? This song is going to be stuck in my head all day. Now, it was not, but imagine, and and we've all said that, oh my goodness, I'm going to be thinking about this all day, I'll be singing it all day. Imagine if I said those words, and I left school, and the entire time, like so many times, you know, I got this tune going in my head, and we all experience it. But let me ask you this, is it fun? Is it annoying? Is it unbearable? Is it no big deal? I'm not sure of the answer. What I could tell you is the way I feel is I don't like it. I, I really don't. I don't I don't want to repeat a song over and over in my head. And you know, unfortunately there are some of us that it goes on all day long, especially when when we're teaching in a preschool and you know, I, I'm tired of saying singing, what is the weather? I I, I can't. And what's the other one? Dear goodness. I mean, I hear it all the time. Hello to you. Hello. I, I'm not even going to get into this. I mean, I, I sound like a lunatic. But as you could see, they're in my head. They're annoying and they're stressful. And we're just talking about music. So could you only imagine intrusive thoughts, thoughts that are stuck in your mind and you can't get rid of them? Because in nature... They're usually very upsetting, and they usually cause a lot of stress. You know, it's very, very seldom that these intrusive thoughts will be good things that we think about. Um, Now, I will tell you this, from a good thing perspective, um, most of my actual adult students, I would call, mainly the ones that are dealing with schizophrenia, they are usually the ones that, believe it or not, have good intrusive thoughts, aside from the bad ones. But they are usually open to vocalizing it and explaining it to me. And I don't know if this goes on everywhere or if it's just my, um, my rapport building with the people that I work with, but ultimately I am able to pull out those intrusive thoughts and... I tell you, 90% at least, 95% of the time when I'm dealing with schizophrenic, um, or schizophrenia, I apologize, the intrusive thoughts are centered around some kind of fantasy or a a sexual fantasy. Um, And, you know, a perfect example of this young man, Dominic, who, you know, was not that young, but I think he was 18 or 19 at the time, he used to have intrusive thoughts about a bird slash female, I mean, some kind of wild animal that would pop into his head and he would have intercourse with this animal. And I asked him, do you like it? And he did. (laughs) And then he started drawing pictures of this thing. And I said, my God, I guess you're... Um, (laughs) your standards are not too high because, uh, I mean, I'm looking at an ostrich, basically. But, you know, we don't know what's going on in his mind. And I'll tell you what, as good as it might have been, it was extremely distracting to him because on an alternate note, he used to have to go to the bathroom and masturbate. Now, not with me, uh, you know, not during the during the sessions, but 
in school, I mean, that's what they used to do. You know, keep in mind, he was a lot older. He should not have been in school, but technically with district, you know, you could be there till you're 21 years old if they can't find a placement for you. So, you know, in school, as a, as a man, unfortunately, these, and obviously it was a special school, but those are things that they would act upon, um, you know, so that, honestly, it didn't happen in the classroom and people didn't have to stop them from doing it, which would ultimately result in a horrible confrontation in which, you know, somebody gets hurt. And that we don't want. Um, but, but, but listen, the more the thought occurs, or at least the horrible thought, you know, the worse it gets. And most of the times, at least with me, intrusive thoughts are usually very disturbing and usually quite violent in nature. Um, and, and although they're good sometimes, like I, I am, like I discussed, they really, really can be despicable. Like things that you just would never want to see or have happen. Um, and I'm going to explain what happens to me just to give you guys an idea of how my brain works. And it's taken me a very long time to come out and say this. And why? Well, I'll give you a perfect, I'll give you a perfect reason. They, these intrusive thoughts are embarrassing sometimes. They're actually embarrassing. So, you know, they come out of nowhere. There's no warning messages, not at least with me. And even though they're just thoughts, you know, they are, they are rough. And for me, it happens to be associated with my mental health. That's what it goes down to, you know, because a lot of times it is associated with mental health. Now, in terms of chronic illness, dementia, Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, these are all things that can cause intrusive thoughts. So it's very, very important that, you know, we, we recognize whether there is an underlying condition that is resulting in this, um, you know, and at the same time, it also doesn't mean that you need to see a doctor because you're having intrusive thoughts because for many people, they just go away. Well, let's just get to the nitty gritty here. I think we all know there's no underlying condition with Mr. Joe. It's very simple. His intrusive thoughts occur because he's a wackadoo. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way. And for most, it's usually the mental health. And that's what it comes down to. And I'll, and I'll talk about some of the mental health things that we've discussed before over and over again. But um, the, the typical mental health conditions in which we usually deal with intrusive thoughts. I'll get to that in one second. So what is, what is Mr. Joe's uncontrollable intrusive thoughts that occur um, that just pop into my head for no reason? And it's sad. But I constantly have, and I don't know where it comes from. And again, I'm just repeating exactly the definition of what it is. But unfortunately, my brain will oftentimes tell me that my children are going to be hurt. Um, or they're going to pass away. And it's a horrifying feeling. And I try to make sense of it. and I Because one of the things that I don't know if I've discussed a lot it's again ironic that we talk about schizophrenia and then uh, for some reason I just kind of mosey on into my schizophrenic background but Mr. Joe had a partner for a real long time um, a partner that 
hung out with me side by side and um, you know to this day in my opinion is is as real as can get and the only thing that has helped Mr. Joe understand that my brother is not real because I don't have a brother is the fact that I'm on medication the fact that my brother was able to disappear from my life because let me tell you something before I was on medication my brother quote unquote brother died but guess what he came back so that was even more confusing but what ended up happening is once I got stable and once I was able to eliminate my brother who really never existed I made up that death story again in the sense where my brother passed away and let me tell you something that it was so real, guys, and this is the sad thing about schizophrenia and why we as schizophrenics should really pat ourselves in the back when we get to a stage in life where we are medicated so properly that we could look back on certain things and actually realize that it wasn't real. Because while you're going through it, the voices are horrifying. They're annoying. <laughs> I mean, you know... It's, it's annoying, guys, when you're walking and you're constantly turning your head to look at something, wondering whether it's there or not, and wondering if it's real. So it all stinks. It really does. And I know I got off on a tangent here, but I, I think what it comes down to is I, I created this death of something and somebody that was very, very important to me. And the thought of losing a child, and let me tell you something, there are many of you out there that are listening to this podcast that have lost a child. And we lose parents, we lose brothers, we lose sisters, grandma, grandpa, doggies. You know, I mean, come on. They all hurt. Everything hurts. I'm still going with it. There's never a day, never a day that I, I mean, here it is, guys. This is how quick I could do it. This, this podcast is not mapped out and planned, but here I have in loving memory of my father. Those things never go away. We don't forget about those things, okay? We, we think about the ones that we love all of the time. So the fact that these intrusive thoughts about my children, and let me tell you something, what I was getting at is losing a child is something that I personally can never fathom. I knew two moms growing up. One mom was the mother of a young man by the name of Michael, who was best friends with my sister. The other mom was the mom of a young man named John, who was my sister's boyfriend, who I believe she was going to marry. Both of them passed away at a young age. And when I would see that mom, especially the one in the neighborhood, not even the boyfriend, when I would see that mom, there was never a time where she was okay. Now, it's been a while, and I would imagine things have gotten somewhat better in terms of her overall lifestyle, but, you know, it never goes away. And possibly the, the growing up around that stuff and seeing all that stuff, for all I know, I mean, that really may have a heck of a lot to do with why these intrusive thoughts run into my brain. But think about that. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. And it's uncontrollable. And that stinks. It really does. You know, for, for, and it's never one child. It's always something random, you know, that somebody is going to get. And, and think about it, guys. Imagine that happening and imagine these intrusive thoughts over and over and over, uncontrollable, entering your head. Well, guess what? I don't even have to tell you what happens next. Stress, anxiety, anxiety. 
It, it all occurs. And that stress and that anxiety, that's a round robin, which then promotes the intrusive thoughts to get worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're so, we're so bothered by the intrusive thoughts that we say, well, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Let me, let me grab a Xanax or grab a Klonopin. And, and sometimes back in the day with Mr. Joe, it would help. Now, I don't have that luxury anymore. I have an old stash of Klonopins that I honestly believe that there may be cobwebs on them. Um, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that because I have, not, I have not abused it. And I was an abuser of Xanax, a serious Xanax abuser. And as I recovered and got stable, I was able to utilize Klonopins in a way that was safe and prescribed. You know what? Even better than prescribed because I would never follow their prescription. Meaning that the amount of times that they wanted me to take it a day, I would never. When it was the very last saving grace, that's when I would go for it. And, you know, again, I think it's been close to a year, maybe. I mean, it's a long, long time. So, um, but again, think of the horrible round robin cyclical effect that this has intrusive thoughts stress anxiety cure the stress anxiety take a pill fall asleep because now i'm exhausted wake up intrusive thoughts back here we go again i can't take another pill okay or i can but i if i don't and i choose not to now i'm mean to everybody now i'm distracted now i'm potentially depressed okay so imagine and and what do we do for these intrusive thoughts? Well, let me tell you something. First and foremost, there are two things that, in my opinion, oftentimes are always associated with intrusive thoughts. And very simple, obsessive compulsive disorder. And we've talked about it. We've gone through it. But really, the OCD is when those intrusive thoughts become completely, ultimately out of control and uncontrollable. And that's when we turn those intrusive thoughts into what we call the obsessions, okay? And we've gone through this before. So now we are obsessed, which in turn causes a person to repeat behaviors, compulsions. And we engage, and this is what a lot of people will not tell you. We engage in those compulsions, not because it gives us a feeling of relief to do it over and over again, we do it because in the back of our minds, we're praying to God that this will end those intrusive thoughts and it will never happen again. That's the honest truth. And that's where a lot of people go wrong with OCD because they think that we enjoy doing these things, but no, we do them with the hopes that we could get rid of this man. You know, and you know all the things, the doors, the ovens, the bacteria on the on the countertop. I mean, these are all things that bother people, um, and they they can't get them out of their minds. They can't, and a lot of times we are. We become sensible and we say, "Oh my God, that oven, that freaking oven!" There's no way that I didn't turn it off. But then the thought comes back in, and then what do we do? We run back in, turn off the oven because we say to ourselves, "If we just do it one more time, maybe I'll stop thinking about it." Does that make sense? I hope it does. You know, the other big one is the PTSD. Um, That's a big one. You're talking about flashbacks. You know, usually those intrusive thoughts, they stem from a very traumatic experience. So, you know, that that is another one. We got OCD, we got PTSD. I mean, I really can't think of uh, this, eating disorders. Okay, why, why 
Do we have intrusive thoughts when we have in eating disorders? Well, a lot of times people are worried about the impact that the food is going to have on their body. And that causes distress about eating, and then they engage in some kind of eating disorder with the hopes that the, the intrusive thoughts will once again go away. Now, I had the opposite, and I've said it a million times over in terms of the eating disorder. My eating disorder was eating more. It was eating every two hours, eating this amount of protein, that amount of protein, because I was looking in the mirror and always worried, are my arms big enough? Are my legs big enough? Okay? Here's what it comes down to, guys. And, and we're going to make it very simple. Two things we're going to end off here with Mr. Joe. Don't get concerned if you have thoughts that come into your head repeatedly. However, when they start to interfere with your day-to-day life, that's not good. And that's when we need to explore. That's when we need to say to ourselves, do we need talk therapy? Do we need medication? Um, You know, medication, unfortunately, once again, and I don't care what the doctors tell you, a lot of times with OCD and intrusive thoughts, they give antidepressants, SSRIs, most most of the time, and it's usually a very high dose. And it's usually because they want to, you know, kind of just, you you would think it it makes you um, more hyper, but when you're on a dosage of an antidepressant that you really shouldn't be on, a lot of times it just knocks the the heck out of us. And I can't begin to tell you how many people's intrusive thoughts and OCD have gone away, but they're like zombies. What good is that? So, and here's the other thing, guys. I mean, if you cannot decipher between whether it's an intrusive thought or not, I'm going to give you one bit of advice, okay? Intrusive thoughts actually will feel foreign to you. Foreign. That's the word I'm going to use. If you have a thought that feels foreign, that it just doesn't belong there because it's just a thought, well, then you know you have intrusive thoughts. And again, you have to monitor. You have to say to yourself, do I need help? Because Mr. Joe can't help you from here. I could just advise. I could just talk. I could share my experiences. I could beg and I could plead. And that, that's ultimately what I am doing on this podcast all the time, and I've said it so many times. Two things. I'm doing this for myself, selfishly, and many of you don't look at it as a selfish thing, but I don't know. It's just one of the words that I tend to use when I do anything for myself because of the way that I grew up with a narcissist of a mother, and uh, we've talked about it. It's just one of those things. Um, well, I totally forgot where I was now. Isn't that great? It, you know what I'm starting to notice? The moment that I bring my mother into anything, that's where I lose my train of thought. It's horrifying. It is actually horrifying. But I think we were talking about Mr. Joe, um, you know, begging and pleading for those of you who need the help to get the help that you need. Because this is a lifelong thing, guys. It doesn't get... And I'm referring to all our mental illnesses now, not just our intrusive thoughts. It doesn't get easier. It doesn't go away. It can get better. It can get easier. But it can take a lot of time and a lot of trials and tribulations. And I say this all the time, guys. 2017. That wasn't very long ago. 
Well, that's when Mr. Joe first started his podcast and when Mr. Joe finally realized that I found the answers that I needed. And that's why I started podcasting because at the young age of five, I was a wackadoo. And I'm still a wackadoo. I mean, but that wackadoo, you know, I was, I grew up being a wackadoo. And, um, you know, took me years and years, 20, 25 years. And that's how long it takes, guys, unfortunately, a very, very long time to discover. So don't give up. Don't quit. Keep emailing me, guys. MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. I got a Facebook. I got a Twitter. I don't even know what their names are. But just look up Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. And I can almost guarantee that it'll come on. And do me a favor, guys, if you can. Um, I need some more reviews. I want to know what I'm doing right and wrong. So if you wouldn't mind taking just like, you know, four or five minutes out of your life just to hit me up with a review. Not because I want five stars, but because I want to know how I'm doing. Okay, guys? And I think this is a perfect way to end for today. It's always great talking with you guys. And as always, guys, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking this journey with me. I know that I certainly could not do it without you. Mr. Joe would be nothing without my audience on the other end, so thank you. And uh, for those of you who are living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. For those of you who love or you care about somebody with a mental illness or a drug addiction, I ask that you continue to support the person the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness or a drug addiction, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, but most importantly, soldier on. Thank you guys for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. We will talk again real soon. Have a great day.